Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Talk some football with our guy right now, Gilles Gallant from FTN Bets. He joins us now on the Roman Guest Line. What's going on, man? How are we doing? Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. I'm just watching this Warriors. I'm sweating out a same-game parlay right now, and I'm just getting so frustrated with uh, Harden's shot Let's, choices uh, right now. It's just driving me crazy. It's short-circuiting me right now. Yeah, completely. Well, we're on the under, so hopefully he makes some some bad decisions tonight. Let's start with Thursday Night Football, <laughs> man, because your, uh, your go-to is the touchdown props, which I absolutely love. Anybody or anything that you're going to be keying in on Thursday night football is the Patriots take on Atlanta. Maybe Kyle Pitts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Pitts is uh, somebody I am looking at right now. Just looking at bet MGM odds and looking at the anytime touchdown market. I think the guy that stands out the most right now is Jacoby Myers at plus 190. Uh, right now, he just caught his first touchdown last week. Finally getting that monkey off his back. Uh, he is right now leading the team in targets. Uh, the way to attack the Falcons is through the secondary. Uh, Mac Jones is starting to kind of improve as we go along. Not loving the minus seven spread, to be honest. I, I would not take the Patriots at that large of a spread on the road in this kind of circumstance. But I think Jacoby Myers at plus 190 right now is my favorite touchdown score for the Patriots. For the Falcons, honestly, looking a little bit more down the line, uh, a little bit more of a long shot. Looking at actually Kyle Pitts' uh, colleague, looking at Hayden Hurst at plus 400 right now. Uh, he is still playing nearly the same amount of snaps as Kyle Pitts so far. Um, he's routinely being targeted uh, not as much in the red zone obviously as Kyle Pitts but again that's why he's priced that way uh, so far the Patriots they've been really difficult to score on uh, via the run especially with the way that uh, um, the running game is looking right now for the Falcons so I think they're gonna have to have multiple tight ends out there at all times uh, trying to stop this pass rush I think Hayden Hurts sneak behind the defense and score and I think at plus 400 I think those are decent odds now Jill I feel like betting first TD props are so many things have to happen, right? You play them in advance, especially mm-hmm. you got to win. You got to win the kick or you're praying for a three and out. And then you're hoping for the offense to go a certain way. So what, what, you know, metaphorically gets you off about first touchdown props over other types of bets? Well, for the most part, uh, Trista, the most part, I mainly play anytime. However, when I do play first touchdown score bets, like, again, it is a rush uh, to hit those because, again, you're getting such inflated odds a lot of the time comparatively to the anytime. Like Jacoby Myers, for example, is plus 1,100 to score the first touchdown, but only plus 190 for an anytime. So, obviously, the the joy of hitting such a large prop is there. Now, I will say that if I was to – when I do bet first touchdown score props, I generally like to take two units and I put – or half unit and split it between a plus 1,000 and a plus 1,000 on each side. So that way, at least you just have just some sort of kind of uh, safety net, even if there is any type of safety net that comes with these type of bets. Right. Uh, just that way, if you do have that three and out, or if you do have that random pick in the end zone uh, or in your own end kind of thing and, and basically setting up an easy touchdown, those are the kinds of circumstances that I always get worried about when betting first touchdown score bets. So a lot of the time when I do that, I usually like to find somebody like a Jacoby Myers on one side and Kyle Pitts on the other. They're both 11 plus 1100 at bet MGM. I will put a half unit on each and just kind of hope for the best. I get one of them. Jill, I'm looking at, of course, the Washington football team who I support, but they lost me a lot of money. It was my first Sunday <laughs> betting against them. And I, 
I wish Taylor Heineke didn't do his best Brett Favre impersonation. But I digress. They played the uh, Carolina Panthers this Sunday, and Cam Newton comes out there in the first game and two touches of the football, two touchdowns. Like, it's very easy. He discovers Robbie Anderson. All things go right. What are you – I know that no props currently on BetMGM for this, but maybe uh, you you might predict some. Or what do you think his number might be in this game against Washington? Also, I think there has to be something said for the fact that Cam Newton is going up against his former coach, Ron Rivera, and also Ron Rivera – didn't want to bring him back. And Washington has had the worst quarterback situ- situation in the NFL. And he has continued to stand by Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's probably going to go this entire year, make $10 million and not play more than a drive for the Washington football team. I think there's some narrative there for Cam to really stick it to his guy, quote unquote, and uh, maybe score some more touchdowns this Sunday. No, I think you make a great point, Quentin, because uh, the thing is too, Washington uh, as well. I mean, you know this just as well as we all do that. Chase Young is out, you know, Montez Sweat is on IR. So, again, that defensive line is still a little beat up now as well. So, that obviously aids Cam being able to try to rush between the tackles if he does attempt that. Now, the way that I project those odds, already I I do projected odds usually for all the games. And right now I have uh, Cam at plus 150 is kind of what I'm expecting around that range, maybe plus 140, because Christian McCaffrey is going to be the favorite of that team to score. So, Mm -hmm. he's going to probably be around the minus 110, minus 120 range, maybe even more. Uh, then you have to decide if whether or not Cam Newton or DJ Moore is more likely to score. I think based on the circumstance, based on the way the Panthers have played, and also based on Cam Newton's lack of accuracy, that really there's only really one way that he's going to score, and it's going to probably be within the five-yard line of any uh, of any uh, red zone trip. So I think at plus 150, I think that's probably where the odds are going to be. And I'm going to be honest with you, Quentin, I do like those odds. Me I think too. he's very likely to score. Uh, and I think just as well with Washington's defense, uh, not to – discredit the win over Tampa, but I think it was a little bit of a smoke screen. I think that yes. defense is still pretty beat please, up. Please discredit and, it. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't want to throw too much shade. Uh, but I think that's the one thing is that I think this is going to be a good circumstance for him. It's just, I think my biggest concern right now is that, um, Heineke has been able to move the ball. I'm not certain that he's going to have that many mistakes like the way that we saw Colt McCoy having kind of thing and just kind of putting Carolina in such an easy position to score that before they even knew it, the Cardinals were down or down 14, nothing like it. It was just a blink of an eye of the game. So I'm not sure Washington's going to be caught off guard like that again this time, but I do think as well, just for them to score, I think you're going to be looking at cam at plus plus one fifty as an anytime touchdown score. I absolutely 100% agree. And I'm also looking at another game this Sunday. That's, it's probably going to be the game of the week, especially with this slate, the Dallas Cowboys against the Kansas city chiefs. Finally, mm. the chiefs are back in action. Maybe they're just not turning the ball over and it looks good. They also get some good breaks on defense. Uh, Pat Mahomes is looking like himself again to rekill Travis Kelce. Those guys. And on the opposite side, we're looking at Dak Prescott, uh, you know, Zeke Pollard, all those guys after that trap game they had against Denver, they came back out there and laid down the law. This game is going to be a good one. I'm definitely going to be tuned in. Any props that you love in this game? Because this probably, I'm just going to jump out on a limb here, will be the most bet game this NFL Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think with this game, you're going to want to try Like, I mean, honestly, I think Dak Prescott might actually be a half-decent bet to score just because mm-hmm. the Chiefs so far this year, they, they're right up there with the teams that have allowed the most touchdowns to quarterbacks to score on them this season. And uh, the other thing that I would look at, too, just to go a little bit more uh, zoom back out here, is I'd be looking at the MVP odds race right now because mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes yeah. dropped to plus 1,100 after this past week. 
this game, I think, is going to make or break both either Dak or Patrick Mahomes' MVP case. And if Pat Mahomes comes out and throws three touchdowns, 400 yards, and the Chiefs look like the Chiefs again, like they did against the Raiders, you're not going to get plus 1,100 odds again for Mahomes. He's going to almost probably zoom up to probably the favorite or the second favorite just because no quarterback really has stood out enough to make a valid case that they should be MVP at this point. So I think that that's the one thing that's the real narrative or the back ground of this game that I'm watching uh, from a futures market standpoint to see where that goes. Now, I will say again as well that I don't really love betting Chiefs touchdown scores. You mm-hmm. really have to dig to get value on them because yeah. like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are always minus odds and it's always difficult to want to bet on them even though they're likely to score. Um, most of the guys like the top five options that you have for the Chiefs are all under plus 200 and it's just so difficult to pick because again even if they have a fantastic game there's only four touchdowns to go around and, and at plus 110, plus 120 it's just not very fun to bet on. So um, I think with that game I think honestly you're going to have to start digging deep. You might want to look at guys like Byron Pringle or like Demarcus Robinson or, or uh, maybe like a Blake Bell like a backup to Kelsey to maybe score because that's really the only value you're going to get on the Chiefs game um, for the Cowboys. I'd be looking at Dalton Schultz to be honest. I love because, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, at plus two fifty right now is probably where I'm projecting him for his odds this week. Uh, just because Blake Jarwin is still very prominent in that offense, um, but I, but I think the issue. Um, with the Chiefs is just that they haven't been defending tight ends very well at all. And Dak has favored uh, favored him quite often, uh, especially now with all these wide receivers back and Michael Gallup coming back. Um, you want to be able to play a, a player that you know that's going to be out there for 80% of the snaps, whereas the wide receivers will just rotate based on the formation. Dak legitimately loves nothing more than Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, I want to say five weeks ago, fumbled the ball multiple times, wasn't catching, and Dak just kept feeding him everywhere, (laughs) on the goal line, in the middle, third down, first down. You're 100% right about Dalton Schultz there. He is is wildly in love with Dalton. Um, I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Giants because it feels like Mm -hmm. this is a game I would hop all over the Giants on. Uh, Buccaneers are 3-6 and against the spread. They've only covered in games that they were double-digit favorites for. uh, Atlanta, Miami, and Chicago. And then, obviously, last game against uh, the Washington football team, they were nine-and-a-half-point favorites and lost by 10. Uh, what's your play there? Well, I think my issue right now with this team is that they're just so beat up. Like, I, like They're not the same Buccaneers that we're looking at and we're thinking about from that beat the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau and that just dominated in the Super Bowl. If you don't have Gronkowski out there and you don't have the extra weapon of Antonio Brown uh, out there, their offense is going to be limited, and you're going to see if they press on you and make mistake, make you make mistakes, Tom Brady's going to look 45 years old. And I think that's the issue right now with that is that I need to see – I like the bet spreads early because I like to be able to get usually the best line. I don't know if minus 11 or minus 11.5, whatever the line is right now, depending on the day. Um, I don't know if that is the best line right now because – I feel like uh, the injuries right now are kind of baking in that those guys are all going to come back. So if that's the case, you know, I really like Tampa to be able to come out here and dominate and win by maybe two touchdowns. Um, But if Gronk and Brown are playing, uh, you're seeing that teams are being able to kind of neutralize this offense a little bit more. And, um, that's kind of been my issue right now with the Buccaneers is that I don't really like betting their sides because a lot of the time they're still overpriced because of the public side and how much people love to bet on them uh, with Brady. But when you don't have those weapons out there um, to be able to kind of take advantage on these defenses, especially like the Giants have been, you know, I, I don't want to say underrated, but they're, they're just, they're not 
they're not terrible, you know, defensively. <laughs> Me trying to be a little nice to the <laughs> NFC team. Uh, but, but it just, you know, so I still think that they can um, cause problems for the Buccaneers' offense if they're missing those two weapons. Uh, Gilles, we only got about 60 seconds. Any other plays that you like for the weekend? Well, the, not so much for football, but the one I just want to actually make a play out here for today, specifically for oh, basketball. Yeah. Yes. So DeJounte Murray, triple-double watch. This is why I want to put people on right now. This is the new angle that I'm looking at. You Uh-oh. get them usually around plus 1,000 or more. Okay. He I'm is. <laughs> so when you think of triple-doubles and you bet, usually you think of the guys like Jokic or you think of like James Harden or you think of uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Those guys. So here's, here's the stat. Of three players that average eight rebounds or more, Oh, um, there's two of them. So it was James Harden and Russell Westbrook that also average over seven assists per game. There's only three players in the NBA. That's James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and DeJounte Murray. Hmm. So wow. DeJounte Murray right now is just killing it. Now he's playing the Clippers tonight. It's a little bit harder of a matchup, but triple-double watch. Look at him right now. He's sitting there at plus 1,200. All right, man. Yeah, 18 points, seven boards, eight assists per game. We might have to look at that. Thanks I, so much for joining us. I might have to block yeah. Jill. If that hits, I don't think my timeline is going to have anything else other than Jill Gallant tweets <laughs> up. So I, I'm actually excited for that one to go down, I will say. Yeah, we'll play some triple-double props. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this week. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Take care. Joe's Galan, he joins us on the Roman Guest Line. You get a free online evaluation as well as ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. I love what he said about that Giants game, man. Plus, the plus 900? What, the triple-double prop? Yeah. For Murray? Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Whatever it is, I, I'm, I don't bet, but... I don't bet. <laughs> but if I did... I'd hop on that. You know, the Giants, we're going to preview these NFL games, you know, more so tomorrow than anything. But the Giants are 21 and 6 against the spread on the road in Daniel Jones' career. He's good on the road. He's, he's really a good, good on the road. He's a good quarterback on the road. His home splits and road, I've never seen anything Bro, like that. At, on the road, 27 touchdowns and 8 interceptions at home, 16 touchdowns and 19, 19 picks. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That makes no sense. So, so that's my thing with Daniel Jones. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery. Trade because him. there's one place that he can't play. And, 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 you know, and there's one team that he excels against, minus the loss that he had this year. The Washington football there team. There you go. Would yeah. you would you do Daniel Jones? Whoa. Would you do Daniel Jones for, for Heineke? Yes. Okay. Twice. I had to reword I had to reword that. Well, question. you don't do it. The saying of the doing is probably the part you should have taken out, not yeah. for Taylor and yeah. Heineke. Yeah. It's just would you trade like I said, them? My brain you... is like mush today. The answer is yes. Everything will be back He's to normal about the for me on Thursday. Theorem. Yeah. Everything will be back to normal on Thursday for me, hopefully.